Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the favorites from the new Colin Cowherd-led volume podcast network. I am Shad Milner from the Action Network, and it's Thursday. That means it's time to enter the Thursday Thunderdome. On today's show, our special guests will compete alongside my co-host, my BFF, my companion, professional sports better Simon Hunter in an epic test of wagers and wits that's made this show the most celebrated sports betting adjacent trivia show in podcast history. Simon, my man, my man. Chad, just so we let them know, you do skew the questions towards me, but I've yet to win. And we're going on to week (laughs) eight now. So I am pretty terrible at this. Uh, Chad tries to help me out, but like the game that I am at the end of every round, at the very end of the game, I always risk all my points. And that has not worked out for me at any time. Simon, that is true. I try to make every, every, every question go your way. I don't care how legendary the guests are or how much time they've spent prepping. I want you to win. Today, you will face two challengers. The first, television personality, author, legendary running back who spent a dazzling 10-year career with the New York Giants and has become a household name literally in my house. (laughs) It's the only other name we use. We want to say something is being complimented. Mr. Tiki Barber. What's up, Chad? I thought you were going to go with the alliteration. Instead of saying a dazzling 10 years, you should have said a dazzling decade with the New York Giants. And Simon, by the way, I did an event with the Action Network's own Darren Ravel. He hadn't won. He beat me. So feel good about yourself, man. Feel good. It's true. It's totally true. Uh, And by the way, I would have gone with, with dazzling decade if the script in front of me actually said dazzling decade. Instead, Uh. the producer... He just wrote tenure career. Uh, you sound like you sound like um, Mariah Carey. I was doing a Fresh Air Fun event with her and she was the MC, and she was reading, lauding somebody. And she's like, I think this is true. I didn't write this. Ah, <laughs> yep. Thank you for joining us, Tiki. Our second guest is a golf expert, University of Florida alum and co-star of the beloved Action Network show, The Gimme. Her weekly betting picks have helped her drive, chip, and putt her way into America's heart. It's Amanda Rose. 
I'm so excited to be here with you all, especially with Tiki. I, you know, this is the second week in a row that I've gotten to be on a Zoom call in some capacity with Tiki. So I don't know who he's pissed off in his life to like deserve to have to be with me twice in a row, but I'm excited to be here. I'm very competitive, so I need to win. Like Tiki has his athletic accolades. Chad, you have your professional accolades and Simon has his betting accolades and I have nothing. So I need to win this. I need, I need it. I want you to win so badly, only second to Simon Hunter and maybe third to Tiki Barber. I guarantee you come in a top three place today. Here's how the game is played. Today, you'll all answer two kinds of questions. First, traditional trivia questions about sports, sports betting and the world at large. Second, completely subjective and totally asinine, open-ended questions or prompts that I alone will judge. As Simon noted, I will do my best to make sure he wins. To accumulate points, you must answer the trivia questions correctly and also convince me that your responses to those open-ended prompts are better than the responses from your opponents. Because just like sports betting, you can't get them all right. Let's begin. So... What would you little maniacs like to do first? Part one. Oh my God, the NFL draft aftermath. The draft last week was crazy intense. Of course, Tiki was a guest contestant on our game show, What's the Line? with Darren Ravel, hosted by an Amanda Rose. And the highly anticipated NFL draft didn't disappoint with plenty of crazy storylines, gambling intrigue, and huge buffo better than Oscar ratings. Amanda. Betting markets went crazy on draft day as rumors spread about the 49ers pick at number three. The Whispers and Simon Hunter were right, and QB Trey Lance flipped from a plus 250 underdog to a minus 250 favorite before the Niners selected him. Now San Francisco has two quarterbacks with small school roots. Jimmy Garoppolo went to Eastern Illinois and Lance arrives from North Dakota State. Okay, here's the question. A man without small school roots is their coach, Kyle Shanahan, who played college football at this massive, massive program. The only big 12 school with its own television network. Is it Penn it State? Is, it is not Penn State. You, what are you going to say? Of Texas. The Longhorn Network. The prairie skies are wide and high. Deep in the heart of Texas. Oh, I thought you said Big Ten. I said Big 12. Yeah, there's nothing you could do. I just, I my ears don't work. Um, it's fine. <laughs> Not so. starting with you to, to eke out the win. Simon, <laughs> linebacker Grant Stewart, who played at the University of Houston and hails from nearby Conroe, was this year's Mr. Irrelevant as the last pick in the draft. Also irrelevant is whether Stewart loves the most famous song of this Houston-based rapper, which begins with the lyrics, they see me rolling, they hating, patrolling, and trying to catch me riding dirty. Tremillionaire. They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling, and trying to catch me riding dirty. That is correct. Way to go. I knew you would get the rap-based uh, question because I know how much you love it. Chad, I will dominate this show if it's all mid-2000s rap. I know you would. I know you would. Tiki, <laughs> for the 15th consecutive year, the good old Southeastern Conference dominated the NFL draft. A record-breaking 65 SEC players were taken, which is 25% 
of the entire draft. Mm-hmm. Coming in second place was this conference, which had 51 players drafted, including Notre Dame star Liam Eichenberg. This is very interesting trick question. It is. Because Notre Dame is an independent, along with BYU and a few others. But in 2020, they were a member of the ACC. So I have to go with my former conference as University of Virginia alum, the Atlantic Coast Conference. You are correct. And I kind of feel like Matt Mitchell did it exactly that way. Like he, <laughs> he very much tried to trick you into not answering correctly, but you are too smart for that. Tiki, you get a point. Simon Hunter, you get a point. Amanda Rose, you're going to you're gonna make a big comeback. I have no oh, yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Aaron Rodgers was the talk of draft night after rumors swirled about a potential trade to the Broncos and Denver's Super Bowl odds dropped from 70 to 1 to 12 to 1 at some sports books. Rodgers would reportedly consider hosting Jeopardy full-time in lieu of a return to the Packers, a crazy turn of events. Your job here is to pitch me an even crazier NFL career jump. Select another NFL superstar and another entertainment gig and sell us on why we need to make it happen. For example, Marshawn Lynch should stop retiring and unretiring and just host Cash Cab. I feel like if Tiki doesn't win this, yeah. I don't know how he could be on this game. Because we're, we're catering to the original walk away from massive NFL career for big entertainment. Yeah. Gig. Yeah. So, How about an NFL star walks away and goes and puts on kinky boots on Broadway? That actually happened. Football great. And my former teammate, Tiki Barber, is here to make a big announcement. I'm doing kinky boots for a six-week run. This is my first time in public in red, t- tall, high heels yes. that come up to my thigh. <laughs> That's right. That was, that was me. That's totally right. Simon, <laughs> give me your answer. Let, let Tiki figure out which one of his true life answers he can use. And then Simon, you can give me your answer first. So uh, mine simply because I just miss him. I miss Andrew Luck. I miss everything mm-hmm. about the guy. His flip phone, the weird way he talked. I could only imagine if he was hosting, like he's into architect, like a show with him just going around being like, oh yeah, there's the Golden Gate Bridge. Look at those wirings. And like, <laughs> I would just love to hear Andrew Luck breaking down architect. I miss that guy. So I'm going to go with Andrew Luck. All right. So you would like to have Andrew Luck play again so he can retire and then go host a travel <laughs> show where he can critique architecture. That's a terrible fucking answer because he's already retired. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's no way you're winning that one. And I want nothing more than you to win. Yes. Okay. I have a good one for you. Yeah. So please. I have six kids. And they range from 18, almost 19, it's about to go to Princeton, to a four-year-old. And my four-year-old, obviously my my second kids are with my second wife. My four-year-old and I watched a show that I haven't seen in years, The Muppet Show. It would happen to be on one of these streaming platforms. And and I'm sitting there, God, I miss The Muppets, man. I miss The Muppets. So here's here's what I'm going to offer. Pat Mahomes who has one of the greatest voices you've ever heard, unique, great voices. And I saw this dub of him as Kermit the Frog. So Pat Mahomes, he can moonlight, doesn't have to retire. Maybe he can partially retire. Uh, needs to bring back Jim Hemptonson's Muppets with the, with the old dudes in the, in the balcony screaming down with Fozzie taking the stupid phone calls and Patrick Mahomes going, hey guys, yeah, we're, 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 let's, uh, let's, let's go uh, play some football tonight. 
Pat Mahomes as Kermit with the Muppets. That needs to happen. My kids will love it. So wow. That is a great answer. Not only did Tiki get to mention that he's got a smart kid going to Princeton, which is fantastic. He also got to mention Patrick Mahomes and he didn't even have to go into his Broadway career. That is next level research, guys. Amanda, I don't know. I'm really excited about this one. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I, I might get fired after, but we'll see. So I think Gronk should become a stripper. Now, <laughs> I, if that's the wrong type of entertainment, and I was like, okay, so he could become a stripper in the remake of Magic Mike, but it would be Magic Gronk XXL. His signature move would be crushing Bud Light limes between his thighs, but he would get injured because one time he would forget instead of using a can, he would use a bottle. So he'd be sidelined for a little bit. And then when he comes back, he'll be better than ever. And he already has four Super Bowl rings, right? And we know strippers like rings. So it just depends how thick his fingers are to see if it'll work. I got to say, <laughs> I got I to say, there are so many levels of creativity there. I thought Tiki was going to run away with this. And Amanda, you just proved <laughs> in about 60 seconds. The levels of double entendres and where your head has to go to imagine and picture everything you just said about Gronk become, if you had just said Gronk becoming a stripper, which he's halfway to doing in practically every video he's ever done that is on social media. You added rings, you added can crushing, you added a movie role. Well, well done, Amanda Rose. That was fucking fantastic. You definitely win that. You know what? I want to go off scripture for a second because obviously we've alluded to the fact Tiki had a Pro Bowl career playing. You left it at the peak of your game and you went on to an incredibly uh, fruitful career in media and entertainment since then, and you did not have to retire. Was there any moment after you retired where someone called you where you considered or were tempted to come back? Immediately, immediately after I retired. This is probably two weeks before I start at the Today Show. Right? I'm getting ready to go sit next to Matt Lauer and Meredith. And John Gruden calls me through my brother, obviously, they put me on a plane, flew me to Tampa and tried to get me to come out of retirement right after I retired. This is 07. So I retired at the end of 06, 07 season. 07, he flies me down and says, I need a guy like you who's going to walk in the locker room. The guys are going to respect the hell out of them. You, you, we can win and we need your type of, of energy and, and production. Everybody in the NFL, I have a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I'm really not into dreams, okay? I'm into nightmares. We're not trying to go to the Gator Bowl. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl. And to do that, you got to really try to end somebody's dream. So get into that. And I, I honestly considered it for a while because me and my twin had been teammates our entire lives until we got drafted into the NFL. Free agency came, but it never really, he stayed there. I stayed in New York. We never really had a chance except in Pro Bowls. And here it was, it was like right there. All I had to do was unretire, but I would have screwed the Giants so bad. Uh, and I probably would have missed my opportunity to go on network television. So I said, no, uh, I turned it down. So how tempted were you though? Like, what, very, like was it a very 48 hours, 24 hours? Like what was that I, process? I was there for two days. So just under 48 hours. And my brother's like, dude, you got to do this. Come on, man. Like hey, we, we, can, we can live the dream. <laughs> like how many opportunities you get like this. But I ultimately realized that my body just couldn't take it anymore. I had 10 years and a lot of carries 
uh, over the last three in particular in, in New York. And I was ready to do something else. So I said no, but it was very, very tempting. And it's so amazing, too, because you were so ahead of your time. Like you obviously were aware of the effects of having your body and you stepped up. And it's oh yeah surreal talking to you right now because I'm just like, you don't even know how much effect you and your brother had on Eagles fans lives. Like, <laughs> not positive either. Like, hey, Simon, dude. it's funny you say that because. Anytime I meet an Eagles fan, it's kind of like this love hate thing that's happening at the right. Like, oh, we respect you, but oh, I hate yeah. the hell out of you. The first thing I always say is like, I guarantee you, you hate my brother more. And they're like, yep. Yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, because right. like as an Eagles fan, I remember being at those vet games in the stadium and it's like, you know, the worst people you could think of a Philadelphia there. And they're just gunning for your blood. That's right. And then as soon as your brother had that pick six. In the playoffs, dude, it immediately shifted for no one ever mentioned Tiki ever again. That's right. It was your brother. <laughs> for the rest of my life, I see tailgates of your brother's jersey, whatever, being burned or whatever for the next like five years. I mean, he is a folklore legend in That's the right. Philadelphia area. By the way, the last touchdown scored in the vet before they tore that hellhole down. Rondé Barber, 93 yards. <laughs> Lost and I are both pointing out at here. his back all the way, pointing at his back. <laughs> Say my name, Eagles. Oh, God. Fly that? Barbers, fly. You know Fuck what? that I'm fly Eagles fly shit. <laughs> I'm glad I asked the question to bring Simon a little bit of pain. So here we go. Baby, come back. This is part two. Baby, come back. This week, the Cleveland Cavaliers signed former star Anderson Verjao to mm. a 10-day contract. He hasn't played an NBA game since 2017, but has remained beloved in Northeast Ohio. Verjao is certainly not the first athlete to dust off his uniform and return to action. So let's talk about a few. Amanda, considered by many to be the greatest of all time, this soccer player retired from his Brazilian club mm. in 1972. Pele. But- All you had to say was Brazilian great. It was Pele. <laughs> Listen, you totally screwed up that first question, but your last Thank two you. answers. Thank you. Way to go. You should probably get Thank an extra you. point just for answering before I got the finish. Simon, <laughs> Brett Favre has been referred to as the undisputed king of the fake retirement. He never knew when to hold him and when to fold him when it came to his own career. In his two decades in the NFL, he ended up playing for four teams. Name them. Uh, I got the Jets. I got the Vikings, the Packers, and Atlanta. You are correct, sir. Tiki, this Hall of Fame defensive back unretired in 2004 to play two seasons for the Baltimore Ravens and once said, football is my wife, baseball is my mistress. Deion Sanders? Deion Sanders, prime time. Another Atlanta one. That's right. Right. I like Deion that song, Sanders. by the way. Deion you Sanders. gotta know when to hold him. Everybody, know when to fold him. Know when to walk, walk away. away. Know when to run. You gotta know. <laughs> here's your story. As everybody knows, this podcast is really just an excuse for me to sing. So I'm nice. <laughs> uh, number one, number two, we obviously work at a gambling company. And uh, when I was in fifth grade, I went to overnight camp and I sang at the uh, talent show. And the song that I sung 
The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Of course. Of course. You, even, you knew then. You knew I then. Knew. Did Deion Sanders, Tiki, did Deion Sanders ever tackle you? Yes. Yes. How did it go? All right. All right. Hold on. I'm going to st- take my camera. All right. Yep. All right. On my right <laughs> foot, there's a bump on my toe. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Big bump yep. right there. It's because I sprained that joint in a game against the Dallas Cowboys. It was on, uh, it was a game where he returned the kickoff for a touchdown at the, after we scored to take the lead, he returned a kickoff for a touchdown. They got called back because he illegally forward lateral here. If anybody remembers that, well, I set up the winning field goal because I got a pass across the middle. I juked the linebacker was running down the sideline. I'm like, dude, I'm walking off touchdown. <laughs> Here comes Dion from the other side of the field. And I'm like, dude, what the hell is that? Because he was so fast, just flying. And he jumped on my back and pulled me down and it twisted my toe. And it, and it created this like joint sprain, which if you don't take care of, it turns into a callus, right? And, and, it, and it solidifies in the bone. So I have this forever mark on my toe from Dion Sanders hawking me down as I was about to walk off, win a touchdown in Giant Stadium because he was so damn fast. So, yes, he did tackle me in my career. Wow. I feel like I could say any name <laughs> and any moment in football, and you would be able to explain something that was very specific that happened to you that I, never in a million years would I have thought this would have started with. Yes, look at this bone callus <laughs> on my toe. Too good. All right, Amanda. If Brett Favre is the king of fake retirements, Michael Jordan... <laughs> might be the king of real ones. At the age of 38, he unretired one more time to play for this NBA team. I mean, I want to say the Bulls, but that has to be wrong. The Washington Wizards. <laughs> I feel like if I said to Tiki, tell me your best Michael Jordan story, he would have a Michael Jordan story. I do! Me and my, you know the Lake Tahoe um, golf tournament that he yes. puts on? Um, it- it's amazing. I only played in it once because I suck and I literally felt like I was going to hit people that are standing on the sides. So I didn't I only played in it one time and I forget where I finished, but it doesn't matter. So the next time I go, my brother, who is a good golfer, is saying, dude, you got to come. You got to just play. I'm like, dude, I'm not playing. He's like, well, caddy for me. I was like, all right, cool. I'll caddy for you. And so I went out and caddy for him and he plays great. It is what it is afterwards. You know, that's like a shit show. That, play, that thing. It's like yeah. play golf, go get hammered. And so me and Rondé finish his round, get dressed, get cleaned up, go out to drink, get a drink. We walk into this club and like back in the corner is this like, dude, I can't really can't really see what it is. We got our drinks and all of a sudden we hear Barber Brothers, fucking Barber Brothers sitting in the cut with me. And I'm like, the hell is that? It was Michael Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) We came over, we dapped him, said, what's up? man?" He was sitting like way in the cut. And it was it was cool, man. I was like, dude, Michael Jordan knows who the hell we are. So, yeah, I have I had a Michael Jordan story (laughs) that and then you proceeded to gamble away one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on who would have uh, who would have the most putts the next day. Yeah, I completely (laughs) walked away because I knew that he likes to gamble and I had didn't have the money to gamble with Michael Jordan. (laughs) Nobody has the money to gamble with Michael Jordan. Simon, a bad back and Hodgkin's lymphoma diagnosis led to this hockey star's retirement in 1997. But he returned in 2000 becoming just the third NHL player to return to the ice after his own Hall of Fame induction. Oh, Lemieux. Tiki, it was hardly a victory lap when this legendary scrambler unretired 
1997 to join an NFC North team, leading one of the greatest offenses in NFL history just one year later. Who was this player? Favre? Warren. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. All right, here we go. The prompt. They say absence makes the heart grow fonder, and that's as true in sports betting as anywhere else. If you could magically bring back one star athlete in their prime to make their sport more fun to watch and to bet on, who would you choose? Tiki, you're up first. This is easy for me. Bo Jackson. Bo knows this and Bo knows that, but Bo don't know crap because Bo can't rap. But he probably could in today's society because he could put it out on his own Instagram or other social media platform and he'd be rapping and all these boys would be like, dude, I love that guy. Like little kids, I love that guy. And then when they get older and he's still playing and he goes for 150 and two quarters against whoever he's playing, Bo Jackson would make sport fun. Whatever sport he's playing, he could run up walls in the outfield. Hell, he might be playing cricket or soccer at this point. International soccer is becoming a big deal. So but give me give me Bo Jackson. I couldn't agree more as a kid of the 80s. Bo Jackson, to me, just I could have watched the guy play anything at any time all day. That's right. that's I mean, seeing those old highlights in those big pads and how fast he was <laughs> and how he would bowl people over. It was amazing. Amanda, your turn. So. I'm going to go with Anthony Kim. We know he uh, retired in 2014. He took the, whatever, the um, the insurance payout from the PGA Tour. I think he got $10 million mm. out of it to never play golf again. He was only on tour for four years. He had four wins. He played in a Ryder Cup. He played in a President's Cup. He was dominant in match play. He had this really, like, fiery energy. And now if we could just bet on Anthony Kim in – even just a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup, how fun would that be? I mean, he beat Sergio in Sunday singles of the 08 Ryder Cup. I mean, the U.S. went on to lose. But if Anthony Kim could come back and be Anthony Kim, I mean, he was just a kid when he retired, and now he doesn't even play golf anymore. And he likes Vegas. He likes to gamble. I think he'd be a good guy to try to get on a show sometime for us. I'm just saying. That is a really good idea. He's one of those guys who it's such a mystery and yes. he so dropped off the face of the earth and what uh, and his gambling habits are are pretty legendary <laughs> wow amanda man i want tiki to win but you keep coming on strong yeah, that was simon under the radar solid man that is a great <laughs> answer simon what do you got i felt like this one was pretty easy as well it's there's four major sports here in america and there's only one sport we have unanimous great one and that no one can really argue against Go that's off. gretzky <laughs> Gretzky. You can literally take away 894 goals that Gretzky scored, and he's still the NHL points leader. So, like, that's you can't make it up. The guy is literally so far above greater than anyone else ever played hockey. I would love to do first period overs, props on Gretzky. Give me it all. I wish Gretzky was back because he was just a cash cow for gamblers. Wow. The only time I've ever liked hockey was in the uh, early and mid 80s when Gretzky was playing. And I would pretend I was Wayne Gretzky and go down to my basement and uh, with a tennis ball and a hockey stick, hit it against the wall as hard as I could. <laughs> you add in the element of being able to bet on his first period goal scored or first period total points scored. Simon, you win. To get Wayne Gretzky in his prime and to be betting on Wayne Gretzky in real time. That is a match made in heaven. I love Anthony Kim. I love Bo Jackson. They're all great answers. I wish I could get everyone the point, but Simon gets the point. It is time to add up the scores right now as we head into part three. Uh, 
Tiki has two points. Amanda has two points. How does Simon have four points? That's insane. Mm. Simon I has think it's four rigged, Chad. Points. It must be rigged. That's, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Part three. The beginning of May is usually a ho-hum week on the sports calendar, but some noteworthy headlines are definitely worth remembering. Amanda, on Monday, the Washington Wizards won and covered versus the Pacers, and Russell Westbrook recorded his second career 20-rebound, 20-assist game. Personally, I think Russell Westbrook has cheapened the triple-double, but that's another story. Only one other player in NBA history has a 20-rebound, 20-assist game. It's the same guy who dropped 100 points on the New York Knicks in 1962. Was it Chamberlain? Wilt Chamberlain is correct, Amanda. Nice. Tiki. (laughs) Earlier this week, Portland's Carmelo Anthony moved to 10th place on the all-time leading scorers list for the NBA. He should pass Moses Malone for ninth place later this season, but is unlikely to reach the aforementioned Wilt Chamberlain, who's seventh. Besides Carmelo, Moses Malone, and Wilt Chamberlain, name four of the other seven names on the NBA all-time scoring list. So I'm going to say LeBron. Yes. I'm going to say Kareem. Yes. I was going to save Jordan for the last one because that's the easy one. There are one, two, four more on the list. Shaquille O'Neal. Correct. So who are the other ones? On the list, you had Kareem. uh, Also, Carl Malone would have been acceptable. LeBron. Kobe. Oh, Kobe. Uh, I mean, what the hell? What's wrong with me? Jordan, (laughs) Dirk Nowitzki, and Shaq. Simon, this has been a week to forget for the Houston Astros. They had to return to this stadium, the site of their 2017 ALCS road games for the first time since their sign-stealing scandal broke early last year. Name the stadium. Dude, I literally drank all weekend. I have no idea who they played this weekend. It was either the Yankees or the Red Sox they played in that. So they either won the World Series that year or they won it the year before. I, I guess I'll go Yankees just because they're usually in the playoffs every year. So I'll just, I'll go Yankees. You are correct. Yankee Stadium. <laughs> Here we go. Are you drinking every day this week because you <laughs> won six figures on uh, yes. Mac Jones not nice. going third in the draft? Yeah. I mean, dude, if you want to hear a really embarrassing story, I'm, I'm willing to throw it out there on this live sure. podcast. Yeah. Um, so I have, I recently got my heart broken and I have people trying to set me up now that I have a ton of money. And a girl <laughs> set me up with her sister and I didn't realize I was Facebook friends with her sister until it was three in the morning and I'd been drinking. And of course I'm clicking through her pictures. and I liked her picture at three in the morning. So it was probably the worst moment of my life because I literally liked it. And she texted me in the morning. She said, do you like my sister's photo at three in the morning? So I'm killing it in the dating game, Chad. I'm absolutely killing it. <laughs> I'm glad it was about you being heartbroken because if you didn't bring it up, I was going to bring it up. Mm. I feel, <laughs> yeah, for you. man. I'm sorry. Thank you. But, but money makes the heart grow less caring. It's true. Right. I'm working on it. <laughs> you know what? I disagree with you guys. I feel like all the money in the world doesn't matter if if your heart isn't full of love. I wanted Simon to to weigh in on my genius. Oh. 
with someone that does have a lot of money and it's super lonely, I completely agree. It's horrible. I told Chad, I'm literally selling a house right now because I hate being in a house by myself. It's so depressing. It's just like, <laughs> oh, memories over there, memories over there. <laughs> oh. I'm alone. I'm going to die alone. Oh, so, wait, it was that no, kind of heartbreak? Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, dude, it's the worst, bro. <laughs> but um, no, it's like I'm a couple of months deep now, so it's like all gravy. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, dude, every morning you wake up when you're single, you're just like, no one's ever going to love me. I'm going to die alone. So that's, that's the true. best. The mornings I wake up just alone in bed. Simon, I'm never going to leave you. <laughs> I hope Chad. I texted you. Chad made some nice little joke to me via text. And I said, Chad, never leave me. Exclamation marks. Because I'm so scared. Chad's just not going to show up now that he's the wealthiest man on the show. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Good Lord. Listen, I didn't play in the NFL for 10 years and then go on to Broadway and massive fame and fortune in media. I don't have nearly as much money as Tiki. I think you didn't buy Dogecoin, though. You got a ton of Dogecoin. I didn't get any Dogecoin (laughs) because I was like, this is bullshit. I cannot buy a crypto based on a meme. And of course, now (laughs) it's like now it's like going for God knows how much. But then you got to convert it to Bitcoin in order to get your money out of it. And you got to get your money out of Bitcoin. Yeah. Not complicated at all. I do watch the Bitcoin every day because I got some of the Bitcoin. I got some of the Ethereum. I do watch it every day. I tell my wife, oh, my God, I can't believe what's happening here. And she goes, we're never going to see that money. (laughs) You might. You might. I hope so. We should create a Tiki Barber crypto. All right. Here we go. Part three. Despite its pedestrian name, Medina Spirit won the 147th running of the Kentucky Derby last Saturday. As a name, Medina Spirit pales in comparison to past winners like War Emblem, American Pharaoh, California Chrome, and Thunder Gulch. Even this year's last place finisher, the whimsical soup and sandwich, mm-hmm. is more fun to say. So, drawing inspiration from the world of sports or sports betting, sell us on the coolest possible name for a racehorse. Looking for names like No Trade Claws, Windy Wrigley Under, or Mark Davis Haircut, Amanda. I feel like you'll kill this. We were talking about alliteration earlier, so I have some double alliteration for you. Mm. Now, if I had a real horse, not one of those fake computer horses that Darren Ravel and all the other people with all the crypto like, um, I'm going with Tony Finau top five because he can't win. You just got to bet him across the board. You bet him top five, top 10, top 20. He ain't going to win. He has the Puerto Rico win. The curse has been broken by Victor Hoblin, but who the hell knows when Tony Finau is actually going to break through? I mean, Tony T. Finau top two would also work, but that's too many T's. So Tony Finau top five is the racehorse. It'll come in second every single time. All right. Here's what you did. A, it's a great answer. B, you took a golfer who all of us have bet way too much on over the years, who has never delivered for us. And it's always disappointing because he's always on the cusp and you translate it to how he would perform if his name were a horse and it would be equally heartbreaking and equally bad bait and equally miserable. That is next level. Simon, Mr. Lonely Hearts. I can't stop it, but <laughs> as someone that has spent one third of their life inside of casinos, I can say with assurance that this is the one thing you can say that makes everyone in the room stop what they're doing and watch you. And that's all in. So if I had a horse, <laughs> I name it all in because it's just one of those things where when I think of gambling, I think of one phrase that stops everyone. And that's when you hear someone say all in, everyone just has to stop. So that's why I would go for the horse. I like that answer. Let me ask a different question. Uh, what if we named a horse mush? Because that way, like it, it almost takes the stink off the whole thing, right? Like you are you are confronting 
the demon head on and saying, challenge me. I am going to call the horse mush and you will want to bet on this horse because it will defy the odds every single time. You'll get great odds if you name your horse mush. No one's going to be betting on mush. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you might as well name it never been laid. I mean, if you're going to go down that road, it's like if you're thinking of really like names that make uh, no sense and are just weird to say. Yeah. I mean, mush never been laid. Both work. But but then the irony, if he should happen to win the Kentucky Derby, <laughs> that stud fee, man, that'll be awesome. That would be amazing, right? I Who's know. that over there getting it on? Oh, that's never, never been, been late. late. Really? But what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, true story. Phil Ivey, possibly the greatest gambler in history, the greatest poker player in history, high stakes gambler in every single way. Uh, I once lost him $750,000 playing craps. What? And he looked at me and he goes, you're fucking mush. Ah, nice. And that is a thing you never want to be called by Phil Ivey uh, because he is as scary as anybody you've ever met mm. when you are confronting him head on. Tiki. All mm. right. So I don't know if I can top Amanda. All in is pretty awesome until you go all in and sit back and then you fucking lose. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> but I will give you a true story, which may actually help. So Darren Ravel, this is probably about the time that he joined Action Network put out a tweet and said, your name, and I'm going to now assign this name to this horse that you're talking about. Your name um, has to be the last drink that you had and the last bet that you won. So let's back up. We had just had DeAndre Wilder on our radio show, on my radio show, and I was all in on DeAndre Wilder, Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury, DeAndre Wilder. Tyson Fury is, uh, he looked fat, overweight the first time. I was like, this is, he's not going to win. We got all hyped up on DeAndre because he talks a huge game. And the whole time, I'm like, dude, I'm betting this guy, I'm betting this guy, I'm betting this guy. Then you go look at the odds and it's just nothing looked good, right? It's like nothing, I, I, I don't trust it. So I, like, I don't want to bet it. And so I ended up having about $10, $15 left in my account. I said, you know what? I'm just going to pick the highest payout. And it was Tyson Fury by knockout in the seventh round. He fucking knocked him out in the seventh no. round. No. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, wait, that, that did not just happen. That did not just happen. I should have put $2,000 on this thing as opposed to $15. And so in response, I, I happened to be looking at Twitter. In response to Darren Ravel's tweet, I wrote Black Fury. I was drinking Johnny Walker Black. Wow. I like that. <laughs> Do you know what? It's not as good as Tony Fina top five, but the story is better. And so it happened. It has the benefit of being true. It has the benefit of being true. And you won some money in the spirit of it being based on a winning bet. And it ties back to Action Network. And it brings in Ravel, Tiki Barber. You know what? You know what? Here's what I'm going to tell you. That's so Tiki Barber. <laughs> All right. I love the inside joke. There we go. There we go. Right now, we are at Amanda three points, Tiki four points, Simon uh, five points. As we go into the grand finale, the topic is like father, like son. So first, you have to decide how much you guys would like to risk. What you will do is close your eyes. Now, hold up your fingers with your wager amount so Matt Mitchell can see them. Here we go. In the first round of the NFL draft last week, J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertain II were selected number eight and number nine overall. 
Both of their fathers were stars in the NFL, following a time-honored tradition of elite pro-athlete progeny. One of the best examples of this is Calvin Hill and his son. Calvin was one of the greatest running backs in Ivy League history. He was a first-round pick, won Rookie of the Year, and became the first Dallas Cowboy to rush for 1,000 yards in a season. He won Super Bowl VI in 1972, and almost exactly nine months later, his son was born. Like his father, his son attended a prestigious university, was a first-round draft pick, and won Rookie of the Year. Unlike his father, he didn't play football. He didn't win a pro championship. But he did win two NCAA titles and an Olympic gold medal to go along with seven all-star appearances. Who is Calvin Hill's son? And the cat's in the cradle and the shoes Little boy blue and the man on the phone When you're coming home, daddy don't All right, Tiki, you go first and then give your best story about this person. Okay. Um, the answer is obviously Grant Hill, who played at Duke University, um, who now is a partner with a friend of mine in some real estate business. But Grant's a great, great dude. Here's a great story for you, though. Obviously, I have an identical twin brother and I played football as he played football. My father, James Barber, was a great football player at Virginia Tech with the Hokies back in the early 70s. And in the early 70s, they didn't have black and white roommates, except for my father did. His roommate was the head coach of the Super Bowl winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians. So I've known Bruce Arians literally my entire life. And my mom tells me these stories. And my mom and dad would meet because the black athletes would go hang out together and the white athletes would go hang out together with the white uh, camp uh, students. And I said, well, what about Bruce? What did Bruce do? My mom said Bruce was the coolest guy in the room. Now he was the coolest guy in the room then, whether he is with the white kids or the black kids. So mm-hmm. that family thing exists in my life all over the place. Holy chill. shit. Yeah. That is an amazing story. Did not, I didn't see that one coming at all. There you go. Family, man, family. Doesn't matter the color of your skin. I wish I could give you extra points for uh, the story, but I can't right now because we're at the end of the game. Simon, you're next. I'm embarrassed that I knew that was Grand Hill. Duke's, Duke's <laughs> own Grand Hill. Uh, I just put a junior at the end of his name because I had no idea who it was going to be. So I was hoping he was like a sociopath and named him so- his kid after him. So you went with Calvin Hill Jr. <laughs> I did. Okay. Simon or Amanda, what did you do? I had no idea. I said Georgie, but I mean, I got the letter G, right? What the fuck is going on here? I don't understand this. Like the goddamn millennials, Grant Hill is a Hall of Fame basketball player who runs USA Basketball, who has been broadcasting games for like as long as you guys have been alive and you don't know his history. All right, Uh, Tiki, how many points did you wager? I wagered four points. You had four points, so now you have eight. Uh, Simon, I guarantee you wagered five points. So now you have zero. (laughs) Amanda, how many points did you wager? All of them, Chad. All three. You had three points. You now have zero. Tiki Barber! You are so Tiki Barber. You are our champion of the Thursday Thunderdome. You know what? You know what? I'm kind of glad you won. Normally, I want Simon to win, but you brought so many good stories to the show today, and then you ended it 
in a heartwarming fashion with a story about a beloved coach who I think has become such a sort of um, a mythical figure in football this past year, especially because of winning the Super Bowl and the way he had sort of created offenses that have, have really spurred creativity in the NFL. I just think like that was amazing. That Thank is you. I appreciate it. I he did it. have Tom Brady, though. So, I mean, it made it a little bit easier. For me, because I'm old, obviously, I've known who he is forever. And he's had a great, and I covered the NFL for a long time. So, yeah. like, like, I knew him when he was with the Steelers. And he had a great rep there. And he was never a guy who, like, you had to worry about. He wasn't going to give you a good answer to something. And then he had that great success with the Colts uh, in an interim basis. And then amazing success with the Cardinals. Like, he was a guy who you always thought should have gotten his chance to get a head coaching job earlier. Yeah. And the fact that he got to win with the right guys and the right team and came back and, like, it worked out. He's a guy you root for. I 100% agree. He was ages them out of, of, of Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he basically on a whim takes a job, wins coach of the year with Chuck Pagano getting sick, then goes to Arizona, wins coach of the year again. Yes. He himself has health issues, ends up retiring, decides he doesn't want to do booth work in CBS, goes back to the game, says, I can fix Jameis Winston. But Jameis, those 30 interceptions and 33 touchdowns, both of which led the league. And then he says, you're great, but you know what? You're not going to work for me. Tom Brady, come on down here. Let's do something special together. And we know what happened. Amazing. Totally amazing. Before we sign off, here's a word from our fearless leader, Action Network CEO, Patrick Keene. Well, I think you're the most hapless, lazy, disorganized, and in general, the most lecherous person I've ever known in my life. All right. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. My thanks to our guests and our champion, Tiki Barber, as well as Amanda Rose and Simon Hunter. As a reminder, the volume is now on YouTube. We've got new stuff up every single day, including clips and interviews from all the network shows. Subscribe to the volume YouTube channel at youtube.youtube.com backslash the volume. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and download and listen on Spotify. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week on The Favorites. Love you. (laughs) 